T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Paul Emig. Yeah. Is this your new bumper music? I don't know. No, seriously. Is this like every morning at 8.30 they play Falling Away From Me by Korn? Not every morning, but it's throughout the day, yeah. I mean, it's a banger. Yeah, I don't I don't put it in. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I approve of this one. Yeah, no, Korn. Yeah. Yeah. When you think Bart Winkler, you think corn. When I hear Bart Winkler, I think beating me down, beating yeah. me, beating me down, down into the ground. Yeah, that's that's the Bart Winkler show. Absolutely true. Paul Emig, our good, it good buddy. The vibe. Good, man. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Are you uh, recovered from... The beating we took at AEW last week, we were sitting front row and wrestlers flew right into us. Uh, no injuries were sustained, oh. so, which made it which made it a fun experience, didn't it? Well, yeah, but they didn't really show the full thing on TV. No, I think the the cell phone view was, yeah, taking the brunt of it. Yeah, because we were right there, and so you recorded a little more than I did, but then we had that action. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I put a video of uh, Moxley and Jericho fighting. Yeah, and then people but could see not- like, but people could see because wrestling's weird because when sometimes it's so up close that obviously they're not hitting the guy in the head. So sometimes it like that's what people say is fake. Like he's not really punching him. But then there's some things in wrestling like AEW last night. I don't know if you caught it yet. Nope. Oh, I mean it, they did their blood and guts thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So very violent. Yes. Very. So sometimes it's like, oh, it's fake. These guys. But sometimes it's like just short of homicide. It's uh, insane. Yeah. Especially in AEW. Not so much WWE's PG content, but AEW's, uh, they go there for sure. No, AEW does not. You don't have a good match in AEW unless one guy's bleeding profusely. (laughs) They love blood in AEW. There's only one one bleeding situation this past Sunday on pay-per-view, and that was Moxley in the main event. So they, but there was an unfortunate concussion, it seemed, or reported concussion. Oh, okay. Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. So we got free agency tonight. And... I'm so excited. This is the best time of year, NBA free agency. Well, it's exciting. No, no. No, no, it's it's amazing. Don't sell it short. I I just feel like this year the the you know the class isn't as good. I don't think there's a lot of suspense or drama. I don't know what well, the Bucks can really even do. 
Oh, well, it's a good thing I have a whole series of questions prepped for you. Oh, good. Okay. Bucks related, even. But, I mean, like, I don't know how geeked up casual NBA fan might get for the DeJounte Murray-Trey Young backcourt duo, but that trade was awesome. I was even – I had a good 30 minutes of dialogue about the Monte Morris for Contavious Caldwell-Pope trade yesterday between the Wizards and the Nuggets. So, I mean, it depends how far into your NBA nerddom, nerdery – a person might get, but no, man, this is, this is great. I'm all for it. Yeah. We didn't really break down that uh, trade for 30 minutes today. I did talk about how Ish Smith is on 13 different teams now and growing up, I wanted to be someone like that who had a lot of different jerseys they could put in their rec room. Dude, that's an, you know, that's an NBA record. Now 13 is the new record. He was tied with 12 teams and now he's in first place alone playing for his 13th. That is pretty wild. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great piece of trivia. Ish Smith. Most well-traveled NBA veteran. He was on the Bucks in like thirteen. Was it was it twenty thirteen? I was going to say more like twenty ten, but yeah, good good recollection. Or, well, well or I'm recalling recent. from reading Wikipedia forty five minutes ago. Yeah, I'm glad he's checked the Bucks off of his list because that's an important one to get. Absolutely. So of what do you got? What do you got the... for me, Polly? Oh, you want to do some Bucks related? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Do you want to play, Shay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the Bucks, I'll let. I'm gonna set this one out. Oh, I I have to do some stuff. Oh, I just saw the hotline ringing. Yeah. You you're busy. I, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tim. Tim's. But we got. He's is got that okay? Produce. May I may I set this one out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. you. Well, you'll be missed. Mm-hmm. You will be missed. If we can get Toby on the hotline, I will. Tra- I will. I'd like to get his take eventually on Johnny Davis. Monte Morris with uh, the presumably newly re-signed Bradley Beal. So we'll do that next week, maybe. Well, yeah. Right now, Toby's on vacation, and he is uh, he's checked out, checked out, of the, as it should be. You take a vacation, well, he got, should be checked he out. His, he got his Terry McLaurin news yesterday, so he should be, like, cloud nine. Well, yeah, and he just traded for uh, Monte Morris. Yeah. Yeah. And Will Barton. And Will Barton, which those two guys are already, like, the same guy anyway. Sure. Well, okay, so I'm going to start with this one. I don't know if you've hit this news yet. Kemba Walker is a free agent. Yeah. He did do a buyout with the Detroit Pistons after the draft night trade from New York. You want Kemba on the Bucks for the minimum? Mm-hmm or mm-mm? Uh, you know, these minimum questions are so hard because it's the minimum. It's more about the roster spot, right? Like, are you willing to give one of your 15 roster spots to him, or do you want to give it to, you know, some young young player who's going to develop and may never play, but at least, you know, isn't potentially extremely washed up like Kemba may be? Well, Kemba had that problem. Uh, there's a – seems to be a curse that if you play point guard for the Celtics, you just turn into someone who sucks. Especially if you're undersized. Like, Isaiah Thomas was, what, five – Nine, maybe Kemba's five eleven, yeah, or maybe just tiny point guards in the NBA just don't last. Uh, I mean, I think with any of these guys, that the Bucks, if there's a report that says the Bucks signed Kemba Walker to a minimum, I'll say, you know what? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I'm not. That wouldn't excite me. Is this like the Julio Jones Packers equivalent, where you're like, you know, like it's a name and it's like it's got some, it's got some pizzazz to it, but then you're like, well, wait a second, but isn't that player like bad now? Is, is I mean, is that a fair equivalency? Oh, uh, I want Julio Jones. 
I mean, there's probably a really good reason that he's still a free agent come <laughs> yeah, July. Yeah, because he's, he's waiting for the Packers to call him back. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say, mm 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 Yeah, no Kemba to the Bucks. I, I mean, the Knicks, by the way, who had a $9 million contract with Kemba Walker, had to give away the 12th pick in the draft to get rid of of Kemba Walker at nine million. This wasn't like Russell Westbrook at forty-seven million or John Wall at forty-five million. Kemba at nine million was such a bad contract that they had to give up a lottery pick to dump him. I mean, the question you ask yourself is like, do you want to give those minutes to George Hill or to Kemba Walker? Like, how much of an upgrade, if it's even an upgrade, is Kemba on George Hill or oh, on the God. yet to be named? You know that's well. I think George Hill. I don't. I don't think he should be in the league anymore. But so I'd take yeah. Kemba over Hill. So I mean, that, and is that the best upgrade you can do? Um, I'm gonna say Mm-mm, as well. I he's a he's a name. Like he's a good name. It was not that long ago that he was a really good player, and that people were saying the Charlotte Hornets were crazy to let him leave and to not give him the super max at the time. And what four years later, he's being traded with a draft pick to get rid of him and then a minimum free agent guy. So, yeah, I'll say mm-mm, but that, that news did come out about 40 minutes ago that Kemba Walker's a free agent now. I just thought I might tempt you with that one. All right, question number two. The Kings, after giving up draft assets, let me let me, let me restate this. Rami Makhlouf's Sacramento Kings God. gave up draft assets for Dante DiVincenzo and then did not give him an offer making Dante an unrestricted free agent. Bring Dante back to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Uh... Let me add in that if you do this, you basically have enough salary cap availability. Not cap, but like, you know, some of the taxpayer mid-levels or things like that, where you can really make one swing this offseason on a player that's not currently on your team. So, you know, no. you'd have to decide that that move is Dante. So Dante back to the Bucks. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I would say mm-mm. Okay. So you know, people were like going through all the what ifs during the playoffs. Well, what if what if Chris Middleton's the only what if? Because then we win. Uh, what if you didn't get rid of Boogie? Probably still lose. What if you didn't trade Dante? You probably still lose. Would Dante have won them a series against Boston? Well, just another guy out there to shoot 23%. I think the question is, though, does that take away then from George Hill having to play? Because the one thing that Dante DiVincenzo had, even as a rookie... Oh, Bud was, was going he, down with the ship with George Hill. See, but I don't know if I agree with that, because even as a rookie, when the Bucks were a, good, a very good team... Dante was playing... He was like the sixth man in his rookie year, Dante was. And so he kind of had that bud trust and whereas Javon Carter clearly didn't so I mean is that a big enough of a swing that you're playing and by the way let's let's not let's not skate around it like when Dante came back from his injury in January or December or whenever that was mid-season he was not playing well at all and clearly he didn't impress the Kings enough to even you know even though they gave up draft capital for him it still wasn't enough so he's not had a good six seven months on the court coming back from his injury. Um, but I don't know. So you're, you're leaning, mm-mm, no, no Dante reunion? I, 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 I am leaning to no. I am leaning no. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree again. Unfortunately, I'm a but I, it is a slight lean, a slight lean towards mm mm, and I think that's because you know is can they do but more? But again, if, they, if they've now it's the option. I mean, is is the option Dante and then nobody else, or is the option Dante and George Hill? Is George well, Hill really gonna be on this team next year? I think we'll know a lot more in the next 48 hours because the Bucks are going to do some stuff. They're gonna George. They, I would like George Hill more if George Hill liked basketball more. The guy. I mean, is, just the guy looks like he doesn't care when he's out there, and and he plays like it. So how am I supposed to assume anything different? Who would you rather have, George Hill or Kawhi Leonard? Oh, George Hill. Yeah, clearly. You know they were traded for each other <laughs> on draft night. What? Um, what? The Pacers, yeah, the Pacers could have drafted Kawhi Leonard and traded that pick to the Spurs for George Hill. Wow. Good times. That's your George Hill trivia for the day. All right. Uh, let's go to this one. So we we're talking about like what players they could acquire. There is a report, a good legitimate report, linking the Bucks, the Nets, and the Mavericks to the three final destinations for 35-year-old center JaVale McGee. You want that to be the move the Bucks make. They're going to sign JaVale McGee to a two-year deal. It sounds like it'll take a multi-year offer. So let's call it two years and nine million for your boy JaVale McGee to the Bucks. Mm-hmm or mm-mm that that would make you happy and excited. Well, I do like ja- JaVale McGee. I still think he is. I still think he has reasonable minutes in him. Um, I got to tell you though, we were talking earlier about Mo Bamba. That question's coming up next. And so I'd rather have a guy like Mo Bamba. I'd rather take youth over age at this point. We got I enough age. Even our core guys are like older. Milton's yeah. 31. Drew's 32. We're in their 30s now. And then I got Wes Matthews here. I got Brooke Lopez. I got uh, George Hill, I guess. Like, I, I, What's going to excite me is somebody that's younger, athletic, somebody that it looks like. Because too often in that playoff series, it looked like we were going uphill. Celtics were going downhill. I, it looks so hard for us to do anything. So mm-hmm. I, I need youth over experience, I think, with, with the moves I want to see. So I'm going to say no to JaVale McGee. I like JaVale McGee. If that's what they end up with, I'll be – I mean, I can I can advocate for that. But he's another guy that's old. Yeah, and that's kind of what it feels like when you get these these teams like the Bucks are in. I mean, Giannis is, of course, still in the prime of his prime. But, yeah, Middleton and Drew being in their 30s and – a lot of the core around them being in their 30s. I think Connaughton is 30 at this point, um, who we can talk about as well if you want. But I am going to say, you know, teasing the next question you already mentioned, I, I would much prefer like a 24-year-old Mo Bamba, who's obviously accomplished far less in the NBA than JaVale McGee has, but getting some of that youth and some of that potential of, well, what could this guy develop into? I mean, kind of like what they did with Portis two years ago. It's kind of where Mo Bamba is that in his career is kind of where Portis was two years ago. Can can Mo Bamba come in and change his career trajectory the way Bobby Portis did? So if if it was like JaVale McGee or, you know, a Serge Ibaka or, you know, I, I clearly would rather JaVale McGee at that point. But I am going to say, mm-mm, because Mo Bamba to the Bucks. Let's do it. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Yeah, I got to say, mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, now, what's what's a salary situation going to be like? 
Well, I, I mean, the, what the Bucks can realistically offer is not much. It's again, it's very comparable to when they first brought in Brooke Lopez, which was a one-year, like three million dollar deal. When they first brought in Bobby Portis, which is a very similar. So, I mean, it would basically be a Hey, Mo Bamba, come here for a year, make your, you know, renew your value, prove to the league that you can play, which does two things. If Mo Bamba was to come in and do that, he can either then do what Portis did and do what Lopez did, which was after after a couple years, then re-sign and you know and get that fifty million dollar contract from the Bucks, like Lopez did, and then it sounds like Bobby Portis is going to. Or if Mo Bamba has a good year and doesn't want to wait that extra year for the long term extension in Milwaukee. Then Obama can leave next offseason and use his value that he accrued in Milwaukee, you know, in one year. So, it would, you know, you're talking one year, three, four million dollars, Bart. It would not be the Bucks don't have the ability to offer more. So it would have to be Obama saying, "Yep, the you know the, the Bucks are a good franchise. I can grow there. I can learn there. I can up my value there." So it's it's not a big commitment. The, the Bucks can't offer a big commitment. It would have to be the one year, you know, three ish, four ish million dollar range. Well, yeah, I would be excited about Mo Bamba. I mean, great layout. Guy that can come here and, you know, basically try out for the rest of the league and then get a really good environment to do that. And I think especially, I mean, with Giannis. And he's look, I, I think what they need to do if they're going to get another big man is keep Brooke Lopez fresh for when you need him. I don't want Brooke Lopez to be playing 30 minutes a night in the regular season. There's no need for it. Yeah. So if you can get another guy that could come in here, and we were just looking, uh, Stephen Germantown uh, German called, and 38% three-point shooter. I mean, yeah, tall guy that can shoot threes, isn't that what you kind of want out of that position? So, yeah, keep him active, see if there's a bigger role for him, keep Brooke fresh. I think that's a fit. I, I would like it. Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm in that as well. I don't know if I have my hopes up. I saw Toronto and the Lakers. Yeah, that's the Lakers. thing. To Mo Bamba. Um, so we might have to go down the more 35-year-old JaVale McGee route or the Izzy Washed Kemba route um, if guys like Mo Bamba think that they can revitalize their careers elsewhere. But again, all he has to do is look towards what Bobby Portis did, you know, whose career was not going great after four years, came to Milwaukee and is um, beloved here and probably about to get $49 million from the Bucks. So we're on the same page. Which to Yet me, again. Paul, is all that I care about this weekend. Is what, Bobby? It's Bobby or Bust for me. I, I think he's coming back. I think he wants to come back. He's still been hanging around Milwaukee. I, I don't see a reason that – I mean, even another team gives him $10 million more, he averaged that out. It's $2 million a year, you know, some taxes. I think that Bobby's happy here and wants to be here. And so I think he stays, but that's what it's about for me. This weekend's yeah. about getting Bobby Portis back and then maybe finding one other guy that can come in here and make an impact throughout the season. Yeah, Bobby was just, what, brewing coffee at a local coffee shop the other day I saw with video. And, yeah. I mean, like Pat Connaughton, not, I mean, there's just, they're not going anywhere. Like, it, they're not going anywhere. Because I was going to even ask you, like, are you 100% confident Bobby Portis will be back to the Bucks somewhere in the range of a four-year, $49 million? Uh, I'm 99. Deal? 99. 99%. Okay. So I'd you would be say, stunned 100%, but you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's another thing the Bucks could do this offseason, and that is give Brooke Lopez an extension somewhere in the range of three years, 40 million, which would be another four years because he's got one year now. But we've, you know, Brooke Lopez is now obviously in his early mid 30s, had an injury this past year that kept him out a long time. Your reaction to the Bucks theoretically giving Brooke Lopez a three year extension, let's call it in the $40 million range, your reaction would be more negative than positive. 
mm-hmm, or mm-mm. I, I might vomit for days on end. <laughs> okay. A three-year, $40 million ex- You want to extend, Brooke? Uh, let me just say, let me tease it and say, I don't. Um, but it is a thing they can do. It's one of the few guys they have who they can legitimately extend at this point. No, I think... Uh... I, I I think I think this is a nice farewell tour for Brooke. Well, let me reposition it then. Get Brooke on the trade block now. Find something younger. Trade Brooke. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. See, I like I like this squad though. Here's the problem though, and I, I want you to obviously answer more more long. But like, it's either trade him now, extend him, or lose him next offseason for nothing. Yeah, I'm fine with that. What are you going to get for Brooke? I don't know. So, I mean, even if you're taking back a, a neutral or even negative value if contract. If we have Brooke Lopez that... for a season and then whatever happens, happens, and then we lose Brooke Lopez for nothing, I will go on living my life just fine. Okay. So you just so you would not react well to the extension. Sometimes I just – we're always like, oh, trade him or you get him for nothing. Sometimes it's okay to get some – sometimes it's okay to have a guy here, finish his contract, and then not get anything for – I don't think we need – I don't think we need to get something for Brooke. I'd rather what we're going to get out of Brooke is the year of Brooke. Well, let me let me disagree with you for one of the first times in this segment. The the challenge there is like if it's the NFL and a guy leaves and the way that they can make contracts, you know, however they want, they can backload, they can front load, they can hide stuff in future what do they call those future fake void years and like it, it the NFL contracts are total nonsense. Not a myth, mind you, but nonsense. The NBA, like when you're an over-the-cap team like the Bucks, if you lose Brooke Lopez, it's not like you can sign someone else. Like, oh, good, now we have $13 million to sign somebody else. You you need to, at some point, turn the guys you don't envision being on your team in a year and a half into something else because you just you you can't then get a different $13 million player. When you have Brooke at $13 million, you can get a different player in that salary range. So I I think I'm gonna have to even strongly disagree. Like if if you lose Brooke for nothing, I'd almost, I would I think in order, I would rather trade Brooke this offseason, then extend Brooke, and then last place would be losing Brooke for nothing next offseason. Because, again, I, you're, you're putting your your roster in a, in a bad spot then because you can't replace him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Well, let's have a, let's have a stupid, quick, fun one here just to conclude. It seems like the Kevin Durant stuff has subsided. I just want to know. I don't even know how to phrase this in an mm-hmm, so I'm just going to ask you. What would have been, or what would be, like, let's say Kyrie, you know, even though he opted in, let's say he still says, no, nah, I'm still going to leave. And then KD says, you know what, then I'm going to leave too. It's probably not the Bucks. Let's just be honest. So let's just have it be a stupid fun one. But what would you, like, John Horse should pick up the phone and call and say, hey, Sean Marks, GM of the Nets, I have this package for you. It's my best offer for Kevin Durant. What is it for you, Bart? Well, it's got to be Middleton. It's got to be Middleton. Or Drew, but probably Middleton. Well, Middleton. Well, Middleton, he'd be taking Middleton's quote-unquote role. Yeah, you can you can make it work, but uh, I, I I do agree with you. It would be Middleton. Yeah, they'd probably want Drew. I mean, yeah, I'd trade Middleton and Drew for KD. And then you'd have to take out some extra salary, so you probably take on like a Joe Harris. So. Oh no, darn. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think Joe Harris. Yeah. Okay, so your best offer, and you would do, so you're, again, let me just say, you're John Horst. My best you're offer right? is probably Drew, Chris, and I don't know. Who else, what else is an asset? No, I mean, I. first off, I think you've just given 
an, an incredible offer. Like, if you're the Nets, like, would they rather maybe get, like, a young Zion-esque player where they can rebuild and maybe? But, man, if you're willing to give a Middleton... I, you I pair Giannis and uh, KD together, good night. I agree with you. I, I think I agree with you. And then, like I said, you would have to take back like a Joe Harris, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, wow, so you would do both guys. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, def- I I would because KD and Giannis would just destroy everybody. But now who's your starting point guard? And now is George. <laughs> okay, Bart, you do that trade. Luca Vildoza. Take- Luca Vildoza and George Hill as your starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, or, mm-hmm. where do you think would be the... Best play for for Kevin Durant, if he did get traded, where would be the best like place for him to go in the NBA in terms of storyline? Oh, storyline, OKC or Golden State? I think Memphis. No, no, for storyline, I was gonna before you said for storyline, I was going to say Memphis. Well, that then the Warriors and Memphis hate each other now and add KD to that mix. I guess that's fair. I mean, from a basketball perspective, I was going to answer Memphis. Because if you can give up, like, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., those are two really good players from the Grizzlies. The Nets would probably take that, especially if Kevin Durant said, I'm gone. You know, and so the alternative is, I don't know, some other trade package. Bain and Jaron Jackson would be a really good trade for, you know, for the Nets to get back if KD said he was walking. I would rather that package, I think, if you're the Nets, um... But storyline, okay. I mean, go back, going back to the Thunder. You know, Kevin Durant once started a movie called Thunderstruck. Oh, I, I did mean, see like, that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, have you watched Rise? No, I've heard it's great. I have not watched Rise yet either. Yeah, I just don't like watching things. Yeah, you know, and I mean, unless they're superheroes. Well, yeah, I watched Miss Marvel yesterday. So you watched Miss Marvel and you watched uh, the new Doctor Strange the day it came out, but Rise. And I watched Eternals this weekend. And Eternals, mm-hmm. but but the, the Giannis movie can wait. Well, I'll get to it. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you. See ya. Paul Emig, our goodest of buddies. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.